1: The first Show. So her husband's ex wants to be in the delivery room when she, the current, gives birth. Okay, how is that even possible? (laughs) We'll get to that in one second. Abby, I want to throw a crazy dating term out at you. It's a new dating term.
2: Oh, commitment?
1: Um, (laughs) No. I mean, that's sort of out of style, but people know that
2: word. Emotional intelligence?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mo, this is for you, too, as you are still technically single but not are really you, dating. Is he no, not. no,
2: he's, he's not. not. He, not. Well, he called himself not. a boyfriend the other day. Okay, okay. All
1: right. Not for you then. Um, so Huffington Post just did a whole article on, on what they're calling anti-ghosting. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what anti-ghosting is, is when you tell a person in a text or face to face, you are just not into them and you do not ghost them, you verbalize that. So it's just having good communication (laughs) skills? The entire article is just about saying, hey, it's just not going to work out between the two of us. That's not
2: anti-ghosting. That's common decency. That's what I mean. It it doesn't seem like this needs to be a new term. It sounds like they're just trying to label something that doesn't need to be labeled. (laughs) So
1: that means that ghosting is so popular now that they have to come up with a term for decency, which is anti-ghosting. (laughs) I (laughs) think that's (laughs) what we're living in now. I
2: think the writers were just a little desperate for content that day. They're like, what if we take this very basic concept and make it into something bigger than it is? which is typical journalism.
1: (laughs) Well, going back to what it was before social media, you said that you've like deleted all your dating apps and you're actually meeting and talking to people. in person
2: it's amazing it's crazy. my mental health has never been better I have loved being off the dating apps mainly because uh, it's taking a less time and B I feel like I'm less hopeless about dating because I'm not being faced with just the the pits of hell every single day
1: <laughs> crazy thoughts crazy all right so what could the details be here with the uh husband's ex wants to be in her delivery room when she gives birth come on now
2: it's it's an interesting twist hey there Bert show just a seven months pregnant lady over here here in need of some advice hoping you can reach out to your listeners to see if anybody has been in a similar predicament let me give you a hypothetical you are expecting your first child with your husband you also have a wonderful nine-year-old stepdaughter you want her to be in the delivery room when her sister is born to be part of the miracle Of course, precautions would be made as to not freak her out about the process, and if anything was to go awry, she would calmly be escorted to the waiting room with other family. But her mother, your husband's ex-wife, is adamant if her daughter is in the delivery room, she will be in there too. I'll give you a minute to let that image wash over you, your husband's ex-wife, in the delivery room as you are giving birth. My husband and I have agreed we want his slash our daughter in the room when her sister is brought into the world. She is beyond excited to become a big sister. He and his ex co-parent really well, and she and I have always had a lovely relationship. However, she is insisting she also be in the delivery room. At first, I thought she was joking, but she expressed concerns about my stepdaughter getting overwhelmed during the birth process. I want my stepdaughter to be a part of her siblings life from the very beginning. The birth plan is to have my husband, stepdaughter and possibly my mother in the room. I really wanna come up with a diplomatic solution. What should I do or rather what are the words I should use to keep the peace in the family and in the delivery room?
0: Hmm.
1: <sighs> Man. Uh, as the person on the show that has been divorced and co-parents also, I'm trying to run through this filter here.
2: Imagine I'm, Stacy mm. wanting to be in the delivery room while Tiffany's giving birth. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: it's bananas. Yeah, it's
1: not going to happen.
2: No, it's bananas. Um,
1: but I would listen to Stacy's concerns for sure. Uh-huh. I mean... Uh, I would have to because these are her kids. Also, but it's just like you know what. The, but here, here's the thing about co-parenting is you got to leave. You, you got you have to trust your co-parent. Yeah, you have to trust your co-parent, and you cannot save your kid from every situation that is going to be uncomfortable. So maybe it is, maybe it won't be. But dad's going to be in the room. That's what dad's role is going to be. So. I understand if mom has, like, really feels passionate about this, but co-parenting has given up some of that ego, man. Mm -hmm. Um, And you got to give up control. So, yeah, Stacy wouldn't be in there, and we would have the child.
3: Unpopular opinion. I don't think the 9-year-old should be in the delivery room. Mm. But
1: but that's not really, like the question that we're going at. I
3: know, but I'm saying there's the solution to your answer. I like no, no way on any level of hell is the ex-wife going to be in the delivery room. That is such a personal, exposed, vulnerable environment. It was my husband. I, I personally could not imagine anyone else, even any of my family, my sister, absolutely not. And that's okay. People feel differently. Some people have friends. I know you've been in the delivery room Mm -hmm. with a friend before, Kristen. People have different levels of comfort. But when push comes to shove, lol, because it's labor, you want your husband focused or your partner focused on you and your baby. And that's not to discredit or dismiss his uh, daughter and your stepdaughter because she is an integral part of the family and a core part of the family. But for that moment, if she does freak out, your husband understandably would step away to comfort his daughter. And that is understandable, leaving you. Literally with just the nurses and the doctor.
1: I, I think you're unfairly putting your opinion and values on this family. If they're comfortable with it, then they should be able to do that. I
3: well, think it's I think it's like
2: to I think what you're saying is you gotta be aware as long as she is prepared to lose her husband's um to lose her husband's focus if something, if the daughter, stepdaughter does freak out or whatever and he can comfort her, as long as she's prepared for that, then mm-hmm.
3: yeah, then, then they're good. This it's- would
1: not work for me either, by the way. There's no way my nine-year-old would be in the delivery room. Absolutely not.
3: Yeah. I don't think for me, it's not trying to push my values on someone. It's, it's her first child. And I think when you haven't been through it before, you don't really understand the full throes of what it's like in labor and I think at the outset, I would have felt the same way. Like, yes, have the stepdaughter in there. Now that I've been through labor twice, one C section and one uh, vaginal delivery, uh, no way. Like, it's too chaotic. And people give birth differently. I want to address that. Like, I know that. But they're shouting, they're screaming. Sometimes they're swearing. If something goes wrong with the delivery, I was bleeding out. My baby wasn't breathing. She got stuck. Everyone had to jump into action. And I know you could easily move Uh a nine-year-old out of the way. There are just lots of variables. And it's very unique. It could be just fine. But I think when you're in the moment, you're doubled over in pain. Even if you're getting an epidural right beforehand, you're clutching hand. I just think that your attention being divided with your stepdaughter, who you clearly care about, and your husband's attention being divided with his daughter, I just think in the moment you're going to be like, oh man, I probably wish I had made a different decision.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree with you in that Stacy. my uh, ex-wife, almost died on, on the table wow. uh, with Hollis, yeah. Um, and say
3: and I had a complete
2: opposite uh, moment because so when my best friend gave birth to her first child, it was beautiful. It was serene, it was magical, um, it was quiet. I mean, the way she was pushing and her determination and then the cry of the, like it was it was emotional and it was beautiful. And I think to have a sibling, a part of that, it, 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 it would have been awesome
1: to a nine year old. This will be so terrifying mm-hmm. that as a sidebar, um, this is the greatest birth control ever <laughs> <laughs> to see mom in that kind of pain and to see the blood and how traumatic it is. Oh, yeah. This this will work for you in the long run. Al Shea, good morning. You are part of the birth Show. Hi.
2: Good morning, Burstrow family. Yeah, I was saying if she don't want to make the decision, she could just tell the nurse to cap it at three. Then she could tell the ex-wife or whoever she is, yes, she can be there. But when she gets to the hospital, they'll let her know
1: that she's going to have three people in there. And she's going to obviously choose her mom so that she has her husband, her stepchild, and her mom. Oh, you're good, my dude. Yeah, okay. I
2: feel like the one perk of being pregnant during the pandemic and having a baby during a pandemic, nobody was allowed. <laughs> this, this issue did not exist.
1: All right, just one more here. Good morning, Sam. You're part of the Burt Show. Hi.
0: Hey, good morning, guys. Um, I have to kind of agree with Cass and Bert that um, having her in the room is not necessarily a great idea just because there's unforeseen things. Mm -hmm. Like child one, I had my mother-in-law, my mom, my sister, each of them doing their own part for kid number one, and it was a learning school. So at some point, it was more the merrier. I was young, knew no better. I had 20 people in the room, doctors, nurses, everything for kid one. My husband was blindsided by the afterbirth part. So let's Mm -hmm. fast forward. that kid born. She's now seven when I gave birth to my second kid. She stayed in the room until 10 minutes before I gave birth. And I had natural birth with both my kids. So I've got Mm -hmm. 10 units going all up my back, trying to curb the pain, so she did not see that. While my husband is holding one hand and I'm trying to hustle through that pain, talking to her, that's a lot of stress on not only you as a mom, so your child sees that you're bringing a gift into the world, but you're trying to be that strong mom that mm-hmm. she has been battled so much while your husband is there worrying is she seeing something she shouldn't see, even though you're not in birth yet, but mom trying to, you know, hustle through the pain of getting ready to have childbirth. Now, fast forward, we have the baby, she steps out the room, you know, like I said, 10 minutes before I had my second kid, she immediately came in afterwards, and she didn't miss a thing because they mm-hmm. were still weighing him and doing the test and she was still a part of that. But aside from that, I had somebody I absolutely at the time could not stand. My sister-in-law for second birth held my foot, which was a silver lining, held my foot while I was giving birth to my second child, my sister on one foot, my sister-in-law on the other foot. How she ended up staying in the room, I have no idea to this day, huh. but she did. And that's a big reality check to kind of have all those things going on. Both moms, my husband, sister, sister-in-law, and my daughter stepped out with family so I could get first, so my husband could focus on me.
1: That's a great call. Um, Thank you, Sam. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, one of these days, I-, I thought I had told you this story about Stacey almost
3: dying on the... Mm -hmm. on the delivery room table? You may have. Okay. You you may have. I just... The, the birth was so traumatic for me I yeah, blocked yeah. a lot of stuff out Yeah yeah
1: and I, I mean it was so scary for me at the time I couldn't even imagine Hayden being in, in the room At the same time and watching all that go down with his mom
2: Cause didn't mm. you say like one your, of your mentor A prank called you afterwards yeah. And they obviously it was just mistimed time misplaced Cause they had no idea what was going on Yeah
1: he was doing a prank on the air Where it wasn't really his voice It was like a computerized voice That they were just hitting like his voice So it was like a hey A soundboard Yeah it was a soundboard Hey how you doing and i'm literally sequestered in a room by myself as i'm not really sure what the outcome is going to be with stacy i'm really th- i'm planning my, my future uh, in my head without stacy cuz i thought she was going to die and they're playing this radio prank on me wow yes. no. That's they, awful. they had no idea they at the time no it clue. was going i did right. but, you know the first show